Welcome back, everybody, to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. I'm author and researcher Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, my co-host is Victoria Monday. And down in the chat room, Alina moderating the chat. We have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. We have a special guest with us, Sarah Adams. Uh, many of you probably recognize her from several shows on the Gaia TV network. She is a multidimensional coach and... Uh, Sarah, there's a whole list of things here that you do that I would just love to talk to you about. Um, you know, I first you know, took an interest in your work actually not too long ago when I saw you on Ancient Civilizations. Uh, my girlfriend, Nicole, and I uh, really uh, like some of the remarks that, that you had made on that. So I really want to dive into a lot of this uh, multidimensional work that you do. And maybe we can we can start there where you kind of explain a little bit exactly what that is, because you're a multidimensional coach. So what exactly is that? You know, well, thank you for, for having me on, by the way. So I'm teaching people to reascend into their higher selves and unite the soul so it's one with the body. And when they do, they access all these different abilities. They can speak to ETs. They can astral project. They can walk in the realms. Um, they can. You can feel the emotions of others. You're talking to the different planets because they're ancient spirits. So that's the work that I do. And it's, it's, it's really in depth because I get people to go into their system. I get them to go ahead and, you know, delete any ancestral karma, any bad karma. And then I also get them to refill their body with what I call the cosmic light. And this goes back to what Christ says when Christ says that one must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. So the kingdom of heaven is a higher frequency state of being. And you cannot access that when you have all the dense energies in your body from uh, toxins, from ancestral karma, from your own karma, and just from being caught in a 3D matrix system. So we have to go in the system delete all that out and then we start to fill the body with light once we do that that brings up our frequency and we can access other dimensions speak to ets and i do these things every single day wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely fascinating now um what i'm kind of interested in because a lot of my work kind of delves into the idea of um, multiple dimensions so you know when we talk about interdimensional beings. Are we talking ETs? Are we talking light beings? Or are we talking something else entirely? Okay, so definitely ETs, definitely uh, light beings, um, fairies, uh, elven beings. There's a lot of different beings that live in, a, in higher frequency um, places. And the only way to get there is this humanity is basically down here and they're right here. The only way to get right here to where they are is to bring your frequency up and then you can interact with them. So I speak to all sorts of beings, you know, not only ETs, but like uh, I'll speak to earth spirit, elemental spirits, and even the planet, which is an ancient spirit herself. That's that's fascinating. So when you're talking about elevating your, your frequency, you're talking, uh, I'm assuming, personal resonance. So how, how do you... How do you help somebody to be able to accomplish that, to be able to, to I guess, raise their frequency? I like, pe I like to teach people to do it themselves. <laughs> I want them to, <laughs> to learn how to do it, go off and do it for life, rather than coming back to me or going back to other healers. So I teach them how 
this this 3D physical body works. So within this system, we you know we have DNA. When you bring the cosmic energies into your DNA, that lights up your DNA, actually mutates your DNA, and you have more energy coming through you, so you go up in frequency. So we work on things like the DNA, even the organs. And if you go back to you know Europe, they have the the the, the cathedrals, which are churches, and the church has an organ in it. A lot of them have org, uh, organ in it. And what's quite interesting interesting is we have organs in the body. And in that church, if one key is off, then the whole symphony inside that church, it's off. The same with our organs. If one frequency or a few frequencies are off in a specific organ, that causes our whole system to be off because the physical body is the church, the original church, and it states this in the Bible, it's the church, it's the temple for our soul. So I, we go and work on the organs too, and we speak to them, and you can actually speak to your cells, to your organs. So I, I go in and I teach people how to focus on the organ, ask the organ if it's, it has toxins, ask the organ if there's dense energies in it, and then wait for the response. The response comes up, then we delete that out of the system, just like you would delete um, things off your computer, out of your computer. And then we go in, we ask, okay, what color energy do you need? Or do you need the frequency of Venus, which is love? So these ancient spirits also can help charge us. So we connect to them and then we channel that energy in. So then the, the frequency inside of the, the, the body, the temple, is it's, it's in a flow and symphony rather than being off. And nowadays there's a lot of toxins which puts your liver off, your kidneys off. So, so this is manifesting a life of chaos, a, a, a lot of paranoia, a lot of dense emotions, a lot of struggling on this planet when it comes to, to people because they're, 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 their whole system is off on a frequency level and they haven't realized how this ancient tech works and how they need to unite the soul, which is God's source energy, so that becomes one with this physical body and that's where their true power is. That's where true healing is. That is the evolution of humanity when they understand that they're more than this and they need to start tapping into that and actually become one with their souls. Yeah, that, that's absolutely fascinating. So when it, when it comes to your personal resonance, it's something I've kind of been exploring is when we start interacting with some of these different beings. And I, and I like the church analogy, too, because I've heard people talk about um, like the altar in the church is a place where we alter ourselves, which I think is you know a, a fantastic outtake. Um, but when it comes to that personal resonance and our, and our frequency, um, something I've been looking into is on... Um, you know, these different beings that we interact with, whether they're interdimensional or ETs or, or what have you, and that you know, we have our own personal resonance, our own, our own frequency, and these other beings have their own frequency. So um, is, is it one of these cases in which we have to, if we want to witness these beings or interact with them, where we have to basically get ourselves in tune to them? We, you know, I think that instead of looking to do this because you want to contact other beings, the most important um, reason is just to, you know, discover yourself because so many, because so many people don't know their, themselves. So that's the most important reason for, for me, at least it's like self-discovery and understanding that, you know, we're God. And once we understand that we can talk to any being and 
I just bring my frequency up and down or wherever I want to go. That's how I access different realms, timelines. Same with people. They have these abilities within to do this. And I think that they should seek it because they want to discover, you know, their true selves because everyone, like I said, they're walking around on this planet and they don't even know really who they are. They're in this like false light matrix system and they don't know that they're, they're, they're divine and amazing and powerful. So, you know, once you, you discover that you can go to any realm. And the reason that beings appear when you see a UFO, that's because of the fact that it's, it's actually UFOs are made from energy, from condensed energy. In fact, any solid object like the chair I'm sitting on, it's made for con condensed energy. This is energy, even though it's solid and sitting here. Um, it's just condensed energy. So when the UF when they want to appear to humanity, they just they literally have to bring their frequency in, in a lower frequency so that they can appear in a solid object so that they can show humanity that they exist. So this is what they told me with their ship. So when you see the solid ship, it's not that's not their 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 um, their original state to be in there. They've just really lowered the frequency of the ship so that they could connect to humanity because like humanity's down here and they're up here frequency wise and they're trying to connect. And they tell me all the time, they're like, tell people how to master themselves, how to step into their divine power so that they can reascend into the stars and into the dimensions a place where they fell from long ago. Victoria, I know you always have a bunch of questions, so I'll let you get I, a few in here. I've tried to be quiet. Okay. <laughs> I have lots of questions. Um, do you feel the Schumann resonance when it's off? Yes, I do. Hasn't it been weird the last couple of weeks or is it just me? No, it's <laughs> weird. Um, also the ETs have been telling me that with the pollution, so the word pollution mm -hmm. is pole. You got pole and then ion, ion is energy. Yeah. So pollution is energy because energy spins just like the mm -hmm. planet spins, energy spins and it spins in this si divine symphony where like it was originally created from pollution causes that the ion, the energy to spin the opposite, the polar opposite way. Mm -hmm. Literally, the ETs were telling me this so that the, it, it's we have a lot of pollution on the planet, which is affecting the magnetic field of the planet, which they said is pushing it the polar opposite of the way that it should be going and that's why we have this this whole problem with they think the poles might shift it's coming from the pollution so then the ets were telling me you know this is affecting the schumann resonance and they said mm -hmm. that right now we literally have to lay on the ground in a lot of places to tap into the earth's magnetic field because all the wi-fi and satellites all those frequencies are pushing the earth's magnetic field down literally pushing it down so they were saying this is causing a lot of problems because it used to be it used to encompass our whole body so it would recharge us it, it would regenerate us so they were telling me that i needed to tell humanity that they have the power in their realm to actually to use their their god source power within them once they tap into that to tell the energy to spin the right way and clear the pollution which is this frequency this distorted frequency and that will heal the planet but yes they said it's affecting the, the human res resonance and i felt it I, I felt it go up and down. Yes. Hmm? It's been insane the last two weeks. And wait till next week, Mike. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be crazy next week. Um, is yeah, this perfect. Same... Just in time for the conference. <laughs> You're flying or driving? <laughs> driving. Flying. Flying. <laughs> I... <laughs> That's flying. Just, driving. Just get... Oh, okay. So Sarah's get... driving. So 
double check the, uh, your the car. conference for yeah <laughs> go go ahead victoria oh, double check your car and just get to the airport early that's all i'm saying yeah okay so the the conference that we're talking about here for for our viewers this is UFO Mega Conference in Laughlin, Nevada. Uh, Sarah's actually speaking on Monday, Monday afternoon on multidimensional aliens. So uh, we're actually speaking the same day, which is fantastic. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, because I'm in the I'm I'm in the morning. First first one up. Uh, whoever's going to be awake at nine a.m. Yeah, but you're <laughs> you're right after lunch, which is great. Um, so there was an early question here from uh, Lilia Collins in our chat room. Oh. Uh, can you ask what the Gina Isis means? Gene Isis. So that goes back Gene to Gene Isis. Book. Okay. Genesis. The, so the book of Genesis. Um, so in the Bible, of course, we have the book of Genesis. So basically I, Isis means I am that I am. And I see, I see all, by the way. And then the, the, the S it's also encoded that you have the eyes and the eyes are in, in the high uh, in the tarot deck there's the high priestess and she sits between two pillars Joachim and Boaz these pillars so she can see the seen and the unseen mm-hmm. and that's that the, the the literally the tarot deck the, the the high priestess card is a representation of Isis she can go into both realms the seen and the unseen and so basically this ties back so you have the S's and the S's are actually the balance they're the, they're the kundalini the cough the snake which are the balance between the divine masculine and feminine energy. So she has the balance of the divine masculine feminine energies within herself. And so because of this, she can enter the realms of the supernatural or the unseen. And that's what the, 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 the pillars represent is that unseen gateway or portal she can go through. And this goes back to that, you know, with Genesis gene, which means DNA, by the way, it's all about the God gene. And originally, people had the God gene lit up within them. And the book of Genesis is completely about the God gene. It's so encoded. I did some work on this. So basically, in the book of Genesis, you had, you know, Adam and Eve, of course. Adam and Eve were like the first illuminated beings to walk the planet. And there were other people, but they weren't in their higher consciousness. So they were considered beasts. They weren't considered actually a man and a woman. Anybody who's in lower consciousness... It wasn't written in the Bible like that. They considered them beasts. So Adam and Eve were some of the first illuminated beings on the planet that had the God gene lit up within them. Thus, the book of Genesis or Gene Isis, the God gene. Anyone who's a prophet, anyone who has visions, um, anyone who's gifted and can tap into other other realms or who can see um, spirits, all these people have the God gene or God gene lit up within them. So this is, and you can like the God gene. See, most of the planet, they're walking around and they think they have junk, junk DNA. Um, they think that, oh, hey, all of my brain doesn't work and that's what they say in medicine. That's just normal and I have this junk DNA. It's not lit up because not, not a, enough cosmic energy is flowing through. When you get enough cosmic energy flowing through, your junk DNA lights up, it's actually there. And then that junk DNA it's not junk DNA, and it connects you to these other realms. It connects you to other beings. And basically, the God gene within you lights up. You have to have a certain amount of energy for the God gene within yourself to light up. And that's what the whole book of Genesis is encoded about. I'm really interested in um, like quantum healing and quantum alignment. And I have some friends who do energy work. 
but I have other friends who do more metaphysical work. Um, and, and it almost sounds the same as trying to access your um, Akashic records. And I was wondering, um, I listen to binaural beats and stuff like when I sleep, um, especially the 528 hertz, I think it is, to help you know, raise my vibration. Is that basically all the same thing? And do you think if you were to do your shadow work and get, you know, face your dark sides and your demons and then attempted to do all this um, quantum alignment, do you think that would be more successful? Yes, because, and this goes back. This yes. Goes back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goes, next. You know, you, you, it takes work to get there. You know, it, it does. I tell people, yeah. I'm like, you, if you want abs, you've got to go to the gym for a while to achieve that. The same with spirituality and to mm -hmm. access these things. You, you've broken your body down for what, 20 years, 15 years. You, you haven't tapped in. It's not going to happen in a day and you have to go and face yourself. No. So the, the thing is, is that it's like, okay, that energy, whether like it's on the hill, karmic, ancestral mm -hmm. karma, uh, karma from yourself, um, what I call false light programs telling you you're not good enough, you can't do this, you've got, all of that stuff weighs heavily on your system. So then you have to go in and you have to delete that out of your system. And you can do all the Reiki work you want. You can do all the sit in there meditations you want. You can do all that stuff. You can eat a clean, healthy diet. That's going to help to a certain extent. But until you actually go in and face the problem and, and understand how your system works and clear that, you're not going to get into higher frequencies and maintain that. You have to maintain it too, because the fact is the energy is going to come in, but there's there's that dead stuff, so it, it, it can't stay it, it can't stay anchored within your field. So this isn't something a lot of people go through. So again, this goes back to when Christ says one must die to be born again. It doesn't mean physically. That must means you must clear out the old energy body, you recreate a new light body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I first started trying to do that. Um, it, like you said, it did take a while, but I noticed that when I would try that, um, more positive things would happen. I would see more things and there would be more paranormal things and, um, light attracts light, I think. Yes. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question about, um, I looked at your website real quick and, um, the med, the med, the med bed, have those actually been released? Because I thought I heard that until Nasera and Jacera was actually announced, the med bed wasn't going to be a reality. So there, it's actually something that I do. I go up into the ships and they have this, um, and I've done this since I was a child. I go up into the ship out of my body. And then I go into this place where it's like, it's all light and they mm -hmm. work on me, the ETs. This is something that's happened to me since a child. And I taught one of my coaches how to speak to ETs and interact with ETs. And she found out that she could actually bring people up into there. So she's oh. been doing that. So she's not physically doing it. She's okay. bringing that, that she's bringing them. And sometimes they'll see what's happening, have visions. They'll definitely feel it. We have like a lot of testimonials on that where people really quite love it. So, um, you know, and this is another thing too, like when you really want to ascend in frequency, you can ask the spirits, the ETs, you can ask all these different beings to come and heal your body, to help you, and it will happen. And this is something that I feel humanity needs to know so that they can tap into. But yes, we, we are working on a um, 3D med bed right now. Ooh. And that should be launched <laughs> at the end of this year. So we I, I went and did a lot of research on it. 
I have a whole, bun a whole bunch of healing mats and healing devices in my house here. So we have one though that when you just laid it, you completely feel like almost when I was in Egypt, I, I felt I was near the sarcophagus, which used to be, by the way, regeneration um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, chambers. And they're, they, they, there's a whole different story than what they what they think that went, went on there, by the way. And <laughs> that energy, there was so much energy. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is the energy we need in it, Medved. This is the energy that we need because it completely heals the entire system because all our organs and cells work off of energy and this is something we need. So this Medved that we're working on create and it's going to have that same technology that can channel in those cosmic energies in a very condensed form so that it affects the whole body in a positive manner. So I was reading that the uh, med beds have like a cellular regeneration that could help with PTSD and all that kind of stuff. And then there's another form that um, would actually help heal the organs or um, uh, phantom pain type things that would help make those go away. Is there a specific med bed you're looking at so, or you work with? Or <laughs> So this one's going to be basically for everything. Um, I have one of the boxes here. I'll bring it to the conference, by the way, because... <laughs> I won't be there. <laughs> it powers my whole house. Everyone, people come and sit by this box because it's so powerful. And, you know, it, it recharges um, you. And it, you can, if you have pain, if you sit near it, that pain goes away. Um, you also feel like if you're tired, you go sit next to it. You feel like you have a lot of energy after. So it's, it's, it's going to be a large bed version of this box that I have sitting in front of me on my altar. That's so cool. That's so Star Trek. I'll take a picture for you, Victoria, and send it to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> send me a bed bed. Come on. <laughs> it'll, help my, it'll help my back. You can so. you can come here and and check it out if you want. Okay. Okay. I'll be there. In, I'll be there in a little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, how would like um, the mundane person like me who has to work, you know, 12, 14 hours a day? How do we tap into this higher? Hey, I want to boost myself up. Um, <laughs> oh, and. You know, you said you might, you have some pain or something, you know, just ask the pain. You close your eyes, you clear your mind, you visualize a golden tunnel, visualize mm -hmm. going up that golden tunnel. Then once you get to 22D, I don't go to 5D by the way, because everything, everything negative I've ever seen goes up to 5D and can't pass 5D. So I feel like 5D thing is kind of a bit of a, it's a catch 22 because people are like, oh, I'm going to 5D. And I'm like, you need to go beyond 5D. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so you you visualize what you want to do for me there's meditation which is great you sit there for hours and you're silent in your mind okay that's great but for me that's just the canvas the paint on the canvas is when you tell your system what to do and speak to it so you visualize a golden tunnel you go up there and then you ask the mind 22d and it'll tell you no then you how you ask is you think the thought Clear your mind and wait for the thought to come through. That's your system answering you. So it'll tell you, oh, you're in 17D, you're in 18D. So you wait till you get to 22D. When you're 22D, then you, you go ahead and you focus on where the pain is. And then you mm -hmm. talk to that part of your body. You say, is this from a negative entity attachment? Is this from lack of nutrients? Is this from somebody having a negative energy cord in me that's draining my energy? Is this from past lives? Where's this coming from? So you ask the question like you, you did when you're going up, you clear your mind, you wait for the answer. Then your system system will tell you where it's coming from. So then once you figured out where it's coming from, you tell your body, okay, clear this energy and delete this energy 
out of my system or memory or whatever it is, then you ask that part of your body, do you need light blue? Light blue is great for inflammation. If it needs more, um, it needs to have more life force, red energy. So then you channel that color energy to that part of your body. And this works efficiently well. And if you look at my, um, my testimonials, I have thousands of testimonials on this. That's so cool. I have a friend that does, oh, sorry, Mike, um, energy work and she uses, she uses the healing method and she's up in Minnesota. I'm down in Texas and she'll go, you blah, 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 blah. I'm like, how, how do you know? How do you know this? But apparently, (laughs) and then she'll, she sends a healing pulse. Her name's Summer Avalon, by the way. Um, and she's awesome. (laughs) And I'm just saying it's amazing how it does work. And she's connected with me. Like when I've had really bad days at work and I'll go off somewhere and She'll throw her energy pulse at me and won't tell me. And I'll just break down in tears. And then she'll send me a text. Did you get it? <laughs> like, yes, thank you. <laughs> but, okay. So, you know, I want to add in one, one thing, because I know you said you, you have your job and stuff. When I'm out and about, whether I'm grocery shopping or running errands or even working on other people, at the same time, I'm just visualizing like golden light pouring into my aura, my orgus. So I'm constantly charging myself to keep myself in a higher state of frequency. Well, I do that. A friend of mine said that at work the other day. He's like, well, you, you know, you're busy and you have a social life and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, when I'm at work, my brain is like split in two. I'm doing all this stuff over here and then I'm actually working. But um, is, is that the secret or do I need to split a little bit more? <laughs> I feel like I, I think sometimes, you know, of course I have like this inner peace. I'll just walk around in this inner peace of bliss. But I also feel like I'm thinking like five things subjects at the same time and, and I can do that. So I'm like working on myself, working on the planet, working on other people, running my errands. So that's how I kind of function too. Yeah. Well, do you think if we tried this, like, um, like on the Schumann resonance or something and help bring it up, it would help heal the earth and maybe bring yes. forth, yes, the ETs and um, disclosure and all that good kind of stuff? Yes. And so, you know, a lot of people have this question, why haven't the ETs uh, came here and helped the the starving, helped with the suppression on this planet. And they're doing as much as they can, but they can only step in um, to a certain point. It's for us to find that divine power within. And uh, because if they, if we're rescued, we're going to create a mess again. But we need mm-hmm. to learn from the mess that we have created and learn we need to do better. And so that's why, you know, they're not going to let another atomic war happen. They're not going to let this planet go to total destruction. But while they're doing that, we need to work on actually stepping into our God selves and ascending into our God selves and, you know, healing this planet because it's like the ancient light chip. It's the ancient spirit. I talk to it all the time. It tells me, you know, people need to channel energy into the planet, just like they channel energy into each other via Reiki or these different methods. And then what happens is that brings the frequency of the planet up, the Mm -hmm. entire frequency. And we had ancient technology that was put on this planet to do just this, but we've messed it up because we've fallen from our God selves. So we mess up everything sacred, including ourselves. And in Egypt, the great pyramid of Giza actually would take cosmic energies from the sun, the moon, the stars, and channel it directly into the middle of the planet to keep the frequency of the planet up. There were no deserts on this planet originally. This is quite (laughs) new to this planet. It's, it's within like the last, what, maybe like 500,000 years we have deserts, but we did it before. There, there was no, no sickness, no aging on this planet. This is only happening because the planet's frequency is much lower than it used to be. We went and we messed up the king's chamber. So actually, the, this is what the ETs told me too. 
since they messed up the king's chamber, the energy that's coming through the top of the pyramid, it's slanted, which is affecting the earth in a negative way, whereas it originally it was completely aligned to go into the center of the planet to keep the frequency of the planet up. You know what I was kind of thinking before is, um, and I know COVID's real and I've lost a lot of friends and it's, it's a real thing, but when everyone was at home, things were so much better and people, all my friends were like planting and when they have their hands in the dirt, they're actually putting like their DNA in the dirt. So they're, they're grounding in a sense and they're healing and then you'd go inside and make bread or something. But, you know, but so many people were actually out there doing earth work, I guess you could say. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is great. I remember I was in Colorado. I'm in Sedona now. I was in Colorado. <gasps> I love Sedona. And it was there. There was, you know, there was no pollution in the sky. It was beautiful to see that mm -hmm. there was no pollution in the sky. I was, I was so happy about that. But, you know, in ancient times, we had a group of priests and priestesses, and they used to travel among the planets, and they would keep the, the planet's frequency very high, high frequency. And so we don't have that anymore. You know, we just see the planet as, hey, this is something we live on. This is a right. Yeah. We don't see it as the beautiful ancient spirit that allows us as a beautiful gift of unconditional love to live upon her. We don't see that. And that's very sad. Yeah, it's a gift. So we don't take care of it. So let me ask you, because you've you've brought up uh, Egypt here a couple of times. You mentioned the Great Pyramid. I'm, I'm going to be in Egypt here in a few weeks. So what was the Great Pyramid? There's a lot of ideas about, about it being a power plant or it had other purposes. So what do you think? There was a couple of different functions for the Great Pyramid. And what, by the way, the ancients, they could create solid matter out of energy by condensing energy. And that's how the pyramids were created. They weren't built by stones like they think. Um, in fact, there were ancient beings that created entire planets by condensing energy. Our sun isn't from this. It's, it was originally um, in the center of Saturn. It's a piece of Saturn. This is some of the memories that I have. So they were able to create stars and different um, uh, planets and different structures. So we have the pyramid. The pyramid served the function of charging the planet to keep it higher frequency. Also, it, what it was is it was a regeneration chamber. And the, the, the outside of the pyramids were covered with gold, by the way. So they were extremely, extremely powerful. And then the hieroglyphs that you see everywhere, those would take that cosmic energy, channel it through, and the person the pharaoh or whoever was sitting on the throne that would channel it directly into the pharaoh so the pharaoh would be very high frequency so he'd be in god consciousness when he spoke to the people so it was said that the pharaohs had superpowers so they could tell the land you know be fertile and that would happen because the energy coming through them manifested that so this is something that the the pyramids did too they channeled energy into the the pharaohs and the priests and priestesses so that, that there was that physical manifestation instantaneously of if they want whatever they wanted to manifest. Um, and also uh, um, regeneration chambers. So it was channeling via the hieroglyphs into the chambers. It was channeling that energy and they would lay in the chambers and they would regenerate. And not only that, they would travel among the stars. So there's pyramids, you know, you have the Great Pyramid, there's, there's another pyramid similar to the Great Pyramid on Mars, there's pyramids on each planet. There's pyramids on Venus. And this whole pyramid structure originally was connected together 
and it was this almost like a, a, um, an electrical system of cosmic electri electricity, and it would channel and keep all the all of the um, planets in higher frequencies and multidimensional. So that means people were going in and out of their bodies. They were uh, they were living in a much on a much different um, timeline than we are now. This is actually a very primitive timeline we're on. So they were they were they were they had superpowers. They they would create. They would do all sorts of things. And and part of the pyramids is basically that electrical system. It was channeling energy through all the planets and allowing people to also travel uh, interdimensionally and you know uh, across the planet. Well, since you mentioned traveling interdimensionally, uh, I do want to get to some of these questions here from our viewers. We have quite a few of them uh, in the chat. So uh, from Sarah Youssef, through her experiences with interdimensional beings, what is their intention with us and how do they think of our efforts to reach and interact with them? Oh, wow. That's a great question. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was just doing an interview with Alan Steinfeld earlier and I was like telling him about this. Most of the ETs that I encounter, they're positive. Um, they really want to see humanity heal. Uh, some, of them, some of them are like here to not, um, they don't really intervene too much, but they intervene enough to keep us from uh, going into wars and things like that. They also told me for the last 50 years, they said that they've been making sure that no elite leaders elected that will create a mass war on this planet. So they said they're switching timelines and if they they look into the future of this the elite leaders before they get to power and they look up they're going to go ahead and create do genocide or create mass wars and they will make sure that they, that elite leader does not come into power so they're intervening like that and helping us out to a certain point what they really want to do is connect and i've had you know i have many ets come to me they're like we we really want humanity you know, we're connected to them. We're different. We're a different creation, but we really want to connect to them and we love them and we care about them. And they, they, they I feel this like unconditional love emanating from them. So that's their ultimate goal is to see humanity step into its power and to, to step into illumination and reascend. And the, 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 the really interesting thing is with ETs is that it's, it's, they have like this unconditional patience because they've seen humanity, you know, for a long time and they've, monitored humanity and they're like oh this is the time humanity is waking up awesome uh so i, I guess i should ask then uh you know cause there's a lot of speculation out there about who exactly these these ets are and you, you know you've talked about time and so the question that a lot of people have been throwing out there lately is are these ets us just from a, another point in time Actually, you know, there's a secret to all of this, and that secret is that nobody's truly ever died. They've just put on different bodies, and they've been ETs, and they've been trees, and they've been many different beings in other dimensions and on other planets and even in other universes. And, you know, they've forgotten this, and when they forgot it, they, they, they forgot their power, and they fell into fear. But yes, many, many people on this planet, they've been ETs before of many different races. And some of them, you know, in the future will leave these bodies and live in ET bodies. So yes, this is, we, we have been ETs in many lifetimes, everyone, 
not just one person. Just a few of us have remembered that and others haven't. Can I throw a question in real quick while you're sure, talking about this? Um, is the Galactic Federation the same thing as the Intergalactic Allegiance of Light Beings? <laughs> I've heard both. I, I don't know if they're two different entities or are we talking about the same guys? So we have, from in my personal experience, we have those who hold the ancient light within them. So mm -hmm. there are these ancient spirits and all the ETs go to them and they're the highest council over the ETs. And then we have the, uh, what I call elemental spirits, the spirits like of the ocean. Um, and they, so they all have these councils that come together, but the main, um, the main ones who, who actually kind of decide a lot of things are these spirits from the spirit realm because they're even above the ETs because they're quite much more evolved than the ETs. They've never taken any physical form. They don't wish to take physical form, but they make sure that everything is flowing and in symphony. And wherever you know they see a planet or a world that needs help or needs to evolve, they will send in different envoys, either from the realms of the spirits, or they will send in also the ETs who willingly go because they understand for us to live, you know, for us to have a, a universe for another billion years, it can't be destroyed by, by the, those who haven't evolved. So evolution is something important for the spirits and the ETs because what, our de-evolution on this planet has caused a lot of problems. That's why they're stepping in a lot more. And that's why you're seeing a lot more shifts. You're seeing a lot more, you're hearing a lot more cases of ET interactions because mm -hmm. they've been set as envoys actually from the spirit realm to help out with evolution on this planet. And just the very frequency of the ships, the very frequency of these ETs, when it comes here to this 3D physical earth, it brings the frequency of the earth up completely so this is what they're doing right now too oh, cool all right another question from our chat room this one's from mike archer yes once you're able to get in touch with that higher frequency does it take numerous and consistent times to be able to reach that frequency easily or still requires daily action once you get there you're you're in it always. I was just at the store shopping for some roses. <laughs> I'm in the store getting visions. I didn't have to, you know, go up the golden tunnel. This is, that's just a great exercise to start to start, um, to light up your system. No. So once you get there, you're always there and you, then you, th there's that balance that comes in. So you have your 3D life you can live while you're also channeling in all this spiritual, um, stuff plus, speaking to ETs and speaking to spirits and I speak to ghosts. I know that, 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 that's quite kind of shocking, but I help. there's a lot of disembodied spirits who've been through pain. So I help them pass into the light. So then you start to realize, then you, you kind of get these assignments. So I was assigned to, you know, like recently I was assigned to this, this haunted city, one of the most haunted little towns in America called Jerome. So I, I okay. go there. Yeah, we're, we're familiar yeah. with it. <laughs> Love Jerome. <laughs> so then once you're tapped in, you get your assignments. It's, it's it's a quite beautiful thing for me. You know, a friend of mine told me once, and I thought he was kind of bonkers. He's in England. He won't see this. <laughs> um, but he told me my, I had a universal assignment. I had an assignment that the universe gave me. I'm like, okay, what is it? And he goes, you're a flower. Okay. <laughs> but, but now it's, you're starting to make 
you know, I'm, it's all coming back now. It's maybe the vibration of the flowers, what he was talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Flowers actually come originate from Venus, by the way. So we've oh. had different <laughs> animals and plants brought here from different planets. So um, flowers come from Venus. So they're one of the highest frequencies of love on this planet. Oh, so that's just, that's simply the frequency of love. That, <laughs> the frequency that's, of love. that's my ruling planet too. So, hey, uh -huh. what do you know? <laughs> Double whammy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we have a question here from Jeanette Kemp. With the lunar eclipse, some people believe that a portal was open. What do you believe about that? I do believe a portal was open and it was, you know, for those who have done the work, that portal is going to be very positive and they're going to get blessings. They're going to really evolve more. They're going to be more, more in touch with the spirit realm. But for those who, you know, are refusing to do the work, that portal is basically going to bring the dark night of the soul upon them because they need that pressure so that they wake up. So it, it, it is a portal, but it's a portal for positive for both sides. I see it positive for even those who are uh, going to go into the dark night of the soul because they need that pressure. Otherwise, they would never wake up. Okay. Interesting for sure. So speaking of portals, um, I've seen some of your uh, interviews before where you've talked about uh, the connections between Egypt and Atlantis. Did Atlantis have access to these types of portals and stargates and things like that? Yes, that this is a long one to answer. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> so everyone thinks Atlantis was a little island or, you know, it's just that's so off point that. So Atlantis, there was a there, there's a few names for this, this ancient civilization and Venus was connected Saturn was connected. Every single planet was connected and inhabited. There were travel among the planets. It was, um, there, there were interdimensional travel. And um, Egypt is one of the last remnants of that ancient civilization on this planet that was destroyed a long time ago. Um, so it, it was basically part of Atlantis. It's just the late, it, it, it's the remnant of it. Uh, the, the, how can I put this? All of the war, all of the cataclysms started on Mars. And that's my memory because I remember Mars being destroyed in one day. And this kind of force passed through each planet. And that's the same force that we would say are the Archons, the Demiurge that we're having issues with now. We're not having issues with ETs, really. We're having issues with, with this force that we need to master. And, and either it goes to the light or it goes back to its realm. And humanity hasn't stepped into its God power to kick it out and say, go, we've learned our lesson, go, you're not wanted here anymore. And so this ancient civilization knew how energy worked and they would open stargates. They were, um, they were walking the realms and they opened a portal that they shouldn't have opened on Mars. This goes back to the, to the myth of the God of war, Aries, Mars, because <laughs> that's where the portal and war first began was on Mars, by the way. So, so, so Atlantis encompassed, what I'm trying to point of this is Atlantis encompassed all the planets together. Saturn creates time and reality. Venus and each, each planet is connected to a chakra of ours, literally. So that, that whole system was inhabited. 
that was Atlantis is one of the, the the names for it. So there were a lot of different names for that ancient civilization, but it was all the planets together um, inhabited. It wasn't a small island. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's something I've always believed that it was just you know one large civilization that yeah. you know had different factions and um, yeah yeah whenever people talk about. Egypt being kind of a last vestige or some remnant of Atlantis. That's that's always made a lot of sense to me. So thank you. Uh, question here from Lindsay Rutledge. Are some of these ET protectors of our planet blue avians like Corey Good always mentions? I um I think that the protectors of this planet that I ran into that were the most passionate <laughs> There are these tall beings, and Lloyd, the artist Lloyd Cannon, he's a he's a British artist. He painted them, and they are. Um, there's also the movie um, with Nicolas Cage. There, um, oh, what's? Did you guys know the name of that movie um, where the, the two the ETs come and get the two children at the end? It's, I just um, watched that yesterday. Oh my god, <laughs> it's it's called Knowing. The Knowing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. So those are the ones who appear to me. Those are the ones who, you know, they are um, the ones that are basically in control and the main protectors of this universe, actually. Forget planet, universe. And they were instructed to get everything flowing back in a symphony. So, yeah, they're the they're the top echelon of, of that. How do the okay. Pleiadians play into this? <laughs> I love the Pleiadians. Okay. <laughs> yes, actually, you know, the Pleiadians were some of the the ones that were instructed to create bodies for the spirits to live in. So before we had, you know, ET bodies or, or these mm -hmm. bodies, you know, the spirits were like, okay, we're going to create this 3d physical realm to go and go and incarnate and have an experience. And so they started to create, they started creating matter out of energy. Then eventually they went on to create bodies and then eventually create, use those bodies to genetically create other bodies. And the Pleiadians were some of the ones who were, instructed to create bodies so they were creating different sorts of um bodies um for the spirits to incarnate into because you know no matter whether we're et we we've been we're in an et body or he or human body which is this is the latest version on this planet by the way that was created we're god so it's just the spirits creating these different bodies and the the pleiadians they were definitely um some of the ones who they helped create these physical bodies, by the way. That's why they're very similar looking. Oh, okay. yes. Mm -hmm. Makes sense now. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so then do you think this universe might be a simulation? Well, <laughs> there are many different universes and timelines. I actually access a universe next to this universe that I go into quite a bit. And you have to go through black holes to get there. Um, it's not a simulation in a negative way. It was, imagine that, you know, when you have children, you're going to make them a playground in the backyard so they can have fun and experiences. If you were just in the realm of the spirits constantly and you were incarnate in its different bodies and having these different experiences, it would become pretty boring. So this is all created, the divine created all of this so that us spirits that are part of it could have experience. And for me, that's, that's the most 
beautiful gift of unconditional love that 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 the divine has given us to have these different experiences of course you know like the children on that playground who sometimes hurt themselves or wander off this is what we've done we the, god creek gave us these beautiful oceans and skies and we've wandered off from the divine and we've harmed ourselves and harmed the very creation it gave us as a beautiful gift so we're like a Fantastic. sandbox of the galactic force or <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're fine you're fine the playground yeah, a... yeah. okay there you go uh, we have a mm -hmm. uh, question here from our chat moderator alina she says i would like to know sarah's thoughts on why some people see shadow people from a young age and what her thoughts are on the hat man the hat man <laughs> you know i've encountered that um that's really interesting i was doing research well this plays right into my research so i love that alina's asked this question Wow, that, that's so in sync because I was doing actually some research on this the other day. So one, um, we'll go to the shadow first. When people see shadows from a young age, it's usually their own shadows. So I had this experience in France because I'm dual nationality. I grew up partially in France, partially here. And it was really interesting. So I was told to meditate for hours. So I go, there's this river in France. There's like, it, it, it's it's where tourists walk and I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit here. And I, I sat there for hours to meditate and I meditated and meditated. And some people were yelling at me, but I still had to stay in that state. So I stayed in that state for as long as I was told. And then at the end of the day, as it was, the, the sun was setting, I was told, open your eyes. And I opened my eyes and it, it had went from a blue sky, by the way, suddenly so many clouds and it started pouring rain and i remember it rained up to my ankles that the town was flooded that day by the way and i felt something and i turned and i looked and there was this huge shadow and i said to it i said what are you and it said well i'm a part of yourself but it said you have now merged and transmuted me so I am going to transmute and transmute it into gold light and it came into me. And as it did, I remember this flash of lightning happened. And I remember I was like, oh goodness, the shadow, I'm not coming from my shadow anymore. I've turned that into gold light and I merged that to make myself stronger. So, so basically when people see shadows, a lot of times they're seeing their own shadow that needs to be healed and transmuted. Uh, there are sometimes, you know, if you're seeing a shadow, you might be seeing a jinn, which is a specific disembodied spirit. It really depends on the case of what the person is, is if they're tapping into their shadow or the jinn. So, so um, I'd say some of those people are seeing jinn. A lot of those people are seeing their shadow. To go back to the Hat Man, that's quite interesting because I don't know if anybody has ever seen the movie The Adjustment Bureau. I have, yeah. Yes. <laughs> And I, um, I have definitely ran into a being with a hat on that seems to just appear and disappear all of the time. I can't say I know too much about this being, but I, I was, I, like I said, I was doing some research on it and I just, I, I was doing, I, I encountered it and I'd seen the movie, The Adjustment Bureau. And then I was watching The Ghost Whisperer recently where there are these fallen spirits who don't want 
spirits of the dead to go past and move into the light because this is how they're keeping control on this planet is through the pain and suffering of all of the ghosts, the disembodied spirits uh, of the people who died in wars and suppression and everything. And th this being doesn't want humanity's spirits when they die to, to pass into the light. So it, it's attempted to, and it, it has a black hat. So I thought that was quite interesting. So I was doing some research and found that out recently too. But that's all I know on the hat man for now. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Go ahead, Victoria. I got a couple more questions here from the chat, but I know you usually have a lot. That, that was it. I was mainly interested in the quantum healing, healing and the quantum, I can't speak now, alignment. <laughs> but if you have some chat questions, I, I mean, I've seen, I'm seeing them rolling can, by. <laughs> right. We can do some more of those. So uh, from Sarah Youssef, let me pop this one on there. Uh, often you hear of people grounding themselves as a means of draining negative energy into the earth. What is the proper method of disposal or dispersion of energy to raise earth vibration? Ooh, I love this comment. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> yes. And you know why? Because we expect the earth to heal us. We expect this. I was talking about this not long ago. I was like, everybody says, oh, my guide's healing me. My guide's doing this for me. That's for me, that's abuse. You're making your guide do everything. You should, have that. you should step into your God self. And sure, your your guides are there, but you should be doing 90% of the work yourself. I do a lot yeah, of work. It's a guide, not a person that's supposed to be doing it all for you. Right. And it's like, yeah. and then you lean on the guide and you're not doing your own self work, which is a huge problem. And then what are you giving back to that guide? You're basically like having it be your little slave making it do whatever you want and saying, okay, because it has unconditional love to me, uh, this is okay. Well, no, that's not okay. So we need to, like when I work with spirits, I work with, sometimes fairies come in and they're like, oh, this person, you know, they need a more magical life. We're gonna put magic in their aura. I'm like, thank you. And then I'm like, okay, here, I, cre I, I, I gather some gold light, some cosmic energy, gold light, and I give it to them. I, I pay them back for their work as a gift. I give that back to them so that they're just not giving without having anything in return, which is wrong. And the same for our guides. We need to actually say, okay, listen, you've helped us today. That's draining. Here, I'm going to gather some cosmic light and give that to you as a gift to help you out. And hey, I'm going to do 90% of the work because I know I'm God force and I have that ability and I don't need to make you run around and do everything for me. So the same with the earth. We expect the earth, okay, the earth is you know, we expect, okay, we're going to ground and put all this negative energy in the earth and it's not affecting it. That's also wrong to me. So I feel that what we should do is the technique that we used to do in ancient times. So we used to go in our system and just visualize what you do is you visualize a spiral and you visualize that pulling all the dark, dense energy out of you into that spiral until you, you, you feel this orb. And when you do this exercise, you're going to feel this orb of dense energy and you'll feel your body become lighter as you do it. And then you transmute that dark energy into gold light. I just tell it instantly, transmute to gold light. And then it's, when it transmutes to gold light, I bring it back into myself. I'm, I love laying on the earth. I do that a lot. I do a lot of meditation, you know, next to the rivers and stuff. But I transmute my energy so I'm not bringing the earth's frequency down. Have you noticed the number of volcanoes all of a sudden? They're just... It's the yang energy. So yes. So that's mm -hmm. the balance of the yin and the yang. And the yeah. pollution is very yang, by the way, on this planet. So since the pollution is yang, it, it's also making people angrier, more aggressive. They're attacking others. They're, they're, they're in a state of fear and paranoia. That's all the mm -hmm. yang energy. 
And so basically what's happening is the ocean's been polluted. The ocean is the yin energy on this planet that would balance the volcanic yang energy. But since she's full of yang energy via the pollution, there's a real imbalance of yin energy on this planet and way more yang energy that's causing a lot of chaos. And that's going to cause the volcanoes to be much more, um, you know, they're going to they're, they're, they're gonna be much more filled with that yang energy, full of that yang energy, to, and they're going to be more alive than ever before. Yeah, it's really bad in the Congo. They had like 80 earthquakes and a volcano all in the same day. So um, I was going to ask you, um, have you ever had a spirit guide put up boundaries and saying, okay, I've done enough, and they, they kind of force you to do some, some work on your own? <laughs> or are they always there for you? You know what? They have always been there for me, even when sometimes I was, you know, one time in my life, I went through something very devastating, and I I was, like, very upset about it. And they all came to me, and they were like, you know, they just had so much unconditional love for me, and they never turned their backs on me, even when I wanted to act out naughty because I was upset about something. But I've always really done the work on my own and really pushed myself because I'm inspired, and I have I can feel... I can feel the entire planet at times. Mm -hmm. I am so empathic and connected to, to, to every single part of creation that I could feel people struggling, the homeless. I can feel all these things. And it, it just overwhelms me. And I'll start crying sometimes yeah. over it. And I, I, this pushes me and inspires me to do more work to help out humanity and help them to lift the frequency of the planet. Because if it was lifted, we wouldn't have these problems. So for me, it's very passionate. I would think, I would think it would be very selfish to say, "Oh, hey, you know, I know all this stuff. I know a lot of things, and I can do a lot of things." And it would be selfish of me just to be like, "Okay, no, I'm not going to do this." But here, you guys go do this for me. So I try to do most of the work myself, and then they come in and they aid me. No, but they have never turned their backs on me. Okay. Well, Sarah, we only have a couple minutes left here in the show. The time has flown by. I uh, really thank you for coming out here. But uh, what do you have coming up? Obviously, uh, you have the <laughs> UFO Mega Conference coming up here yes. next week. Uh, so, so yes, what what is your summer like? What, what kind of things do you have going on? So I'm doing some retreats right now. And I'm also, um, you know, I work with clients all around the world. I teach them how to connect to ETs, how to connect to their God self. And I'm quite booked up. So that's pretty much what my what my summer is. I have hired Kairos team though from the Sophia Code. So they're helping organize everything so I can get my message out there more. So it's gonna be an exciting summer. All right, fantastic. And uh, you can be found at sarahradams.com. Uh, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? At the website? At the website, sarahradams.com. And that's Sarah with an H because sometimes people forget the H. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have I have two cousins named Sarah and they each spell it differently. One with the H, yeah. one without. So, <laughs> All right. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight and looking forward to meeting you in person next week at the UFO Mega Conference in Laughlin. Yes. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this. It was nice yeah, to meet absolutely. you. Absolutely. Aw, thank you. <laughs> Have a great night, Sarah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.